This is your boy RC, Mr. Arsalan Shirazi here, and we're on the Hold the Phone podcast with Tessa. Yeah. See how I dropped that real low there? Just <laughs> smoothed it out. <laughs> Hold the Phone Podcast with Tessa. Welcome, RC. Thank you for having me. I know. How are yeah. you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I finally got together. I was worried this was going to be a three-strike policy. Like, all right, man, you can't make it this time. You out. Like, like stop canceling yeah, on me already, can- will you? <laughs> I know. I know. It's just like a, t- it's a strategy I use for dating. I can't shut it off in other yeah. places, right? I push it. And then right when people lose hope, it's like, oh. Perfect. And then I show up. I'm like on time. I was like downstairs at 4 p.m. on the dot. You were punctual. That's right. For so you sure. keep them on their toes. So what do you mean? You do this for dating too? You cancel like a couple times and then. Yeah, but always with like a good excuse, right? Okay. Like always with like. What's the excuse? I think last time. Well, that actually wasn't an excuse. Bummer, but there was a funeral. There was okay. a funeral. But like, you know, it was like, imagine if I was just bringing up funerals yeah. for the sake of dating. It'd be like so wedding crashers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, you can meet them at funerals. It's not a joke. Yeah. <laughs> Um, exactly yeah no i uh you know no it's not like a it's not okay it's not a deliberate strategy but sometimes it does seem like when you're actually legitimately busy and like less responsive and like less cohesive with plans people almost want to go out with you more Mm. you know like you're playing hard to get yeah but Mm. i wasn't playing i'm just like kind of disorganized i know that was me but i'm saying (laughs) nobody plays hard to get with you tessa okay we're just (laughs) we're just dying to be on here all right i'm just like please take me back let me do the show please i'm sorry somebody died okay it was (laughs) sorry excuse is not good it's not gonna cut it okay a lot of people die okay (laughs) (laughs) it happens every day To someone. <laughs> oh man, yeah. So, um, but but that legitimately works for you with the dating. Sometimes it does. Well, like I seems to be one of my more popular jokes. Instagram tells me that okay. by who's is <laughs> a joke about how when you're in thirty in your thirties, which I am now, like mm-hmm. in my thirties, uh, like as a guy, like the bar is a lot lower. Like no one tells you that dating in your thirties is kind of awesome as a guy because like. All the good ones actually are taking. Like, you guys weren't lying about that. It's true. So, like, seems like very basic things, like just making a plan or, like, you know, I don't know, having a job. It's like, oh, all of a sudden, you're, like, in uh, A-level material out here. So, like, in your 20s, you're, like, slugging through all the jocks and, like, the pretty boys and, like, the party promoter dudes. And now it's just like, yeah, uh, I got a job and I'll be there on time. (laughs) And they're like, great. This guy... Husband material, yeah, you know? Yeah. So it's just, I guess the bar is just a little lower. So it's a little easier to mm. pull things off, you know? Okay. I okay. don't know if that's a nice thing to say. It just seems to be like a real thing to say now. Yeah. It seems like people have a lot of horror stories. Yeah, about, I hear them constantly. Yeah. Constantly. So do you use like dating apps? Or uh, how, how do you meet? How I'm do you meet girls? Not right now. I feel like. <laughs> I'm, like, good in, like, public settings. I'm not right. so good at, like, one-on-one, you know? So, okay. like, I'm great at meeting people, like, at a party. But then it's like, oh, that first date, that's where the pressure is, you know? Well, for sure. There's a lot of just, pressure. You got to sit down there. And I feel like, okay, so here's the thing for me. I don't drink, uh-huh. right? And I can't really, like, it was originally, like, culturally religious. I can't really say it's those things specifically anymore. Yeah. But I don't drink. It's just, like, a habit. I'm not going to be like, mm, I'm 33 now. I'm going to try my first beer. Like, yeah. that. <laughs> that ship has sailed for me. Uh, so I find like a lot of like social 
especially like dating, like just revolves around drinks. Like it's what people expect to do. Definitely. So I gotta be like real creative. Like, I can't just be like, let's go for drinks. Cause what am I going to do? Like sit down and order like a club soda. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's lame, you know? Well, actually club soda, that's a pretty good choice. If it's, if it's not alcohol. That's true. But I feel like, see, there's a difference when you're like, it could just be my perspective yeah. as like a non drinker, mm-hmm. but it feels like, when you go specifically to go get quote unquote drinks, which is like what everyone says, mm-hmm. then it's kind of like a weird thing to like sit down while the other person's drinking and be yeah. like, no, I'm good. I'm going to have this club. So it's like, why? Yeah. Like, what are you trying to pull off here? Yeah. That's interesting. I'm like, Oh my God, is he going to murder me? Yeah. It's like, why, <laughs> why do you want to be sober here in this incredibly awkward? Uh, yeah. But in, in terms of meeting people, like I, do and have done the dating apps and I like meeting people in real time too. I don't really have this like, I don't really think there's like a single way I like to do it. Mm-hmm. And I also feel like people get like really down on the apps in general, which I guess I get cause it's like maybe just too much choice and people can get really annoying and sort of rude yeah. and not responsive. And you're just like phone is a digital graveyard. But I also feel like there's probably people. And I think most people agree where you like, you've met people and gone on dates with people who you, Otherwise, like, where would you meet them? Like, yeah. where would your social circles interconnect, you know? Uh-huh. So I think, I don't know. I'm kind of cool with all those options because as long as you're meeting interesting people, that's most of it. Right. So I, I'm so curious. I'm still curious about these dates where, like, <clears throat> have you ever been on a date then where a girl orders a drink or multiple drinks and she gets, like, wasted and you're like, what the hell's going on? <sighs> or no, not really. Not, you know what? No, like... <laughs> Maybe that's just like a movie in my head. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it's like, it's a thing. And it, I don't know if as like one of the sober, like a group of us in this world who like are not drinking, like mm-hmm. we get to see some funny stuff because alcohol makes people act very funny, you yeah. know? And so I've seen all levels of drunk. I've seen like confessional drunks. I've seen like, I love you drunks. I've seen like angry, quiet drunks. I don't think people particularly, even when they drink like and other people are drinking, they don't seem to like get super wasted on I dates. I can't stand drunk people when I'm sober. I oh. can't stand them. I'm like, get me out of here before I hurt this person. <laughs> Maybe yeah. I'm terrible for saying that. No, but- I don't think you are. I think it's just like a learned. Okay, so here's the thing. My, I'm sort of an upbeat, like pretty energetic person. Mm-hmm. So sometimes, I'll be honest, people need like a drink or two to like keep up with me. So I have to like pretend. Yeah. For a little while that like I'm also buttoned down and then when people loosen up, I'm like, oh, thank God. Yeah. Finally, I could be loud and obnoxious. But I, I don't know that I've met people who get like now sometimes if I'm going on a date, I'll tell people ahead of time because for some people it's like a big deal. It's like if you mm-hmm. don't drink, it's just like, oh, like I don't know if I can get along with you because I can't socialize without alcohol. Yeah. It's like, that sounds like a you problem, but I'm glad we had this yeah. conversation. <laughs> it's better for you that you find that out, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Better yeah. more than yeah. them. But mo- honestly, a lot of times it's not really a big issue. And I think like people now, for a whole bunch of reasons, or maybe like not not drinking, but maybe like just drinking less or like don't mm-hmm. want to drink or like sober October seems to be a thing that people fail at a lot, but they're trying, <laughs> they're trying and that's what matters. So yeah, for sure. So I, what are your creative dates then that you come up with? I'm interested. Um, okay. Not like you're interested me, in yeah, you, me, but interested in the date. Yeah, you're interested in the <laughs> date, right? You're making me give away the secret sauce here. Oh, sorry. No, I'm kidding. You don't it's have not, to tell me. It's not really secret I, sauce I at all. I think you should. I, just, uh, I, like, I like dates where you can like do an activity because it takes the pressure off of Mm -hmm. like the activity is trying to just have a conversation with this person. So like, 
Please tell me it's not bowling. No, I don't. I hate bowling. Although I do like bowling. I just like I don't think I would do it on a date just because like nobody looks cool in bowling shoes. I don't like bowling shoes because yeah. I'm a germaphobe and that's my problem. I feel like if you've been on a date bowling, you probably have like grown up in a suburb. At some point, like <laughs> you're like, I'm from Pickering. Like okay. that's where I grew up originally, like yeah. right on the border, Scarborough and Pickering. And like hundred percent, like I feel like okay, maybe this is like a downtown bias, but I feel like if you like grew up like in the city. City, mm-hmm. You probably didn't go on dates bowling. I just yeah. feel like it wasn't a thing you did. If no. you did, you had a very uncreative date planner. For sure. You know? yeah. But in the suburbs, no. I uh, I actually like uh, like museums and like art galleries and stuff like that. That's good. The I AGO. like that. The AGO. That was, yeah. a, that was a secret hack. I'm giving it away. Okay. To, I had some... It's like a cool... Because like one, I don't know anything about art. So <laughs> I can just like... Get I get the pat. It's super cheap now. I think they made like thirty bucks for like mm-hmm. everyone for the year. So it's like, and then they started opening a little bit later. So oh, so you just got like the yearly membership and you take all your dates there, <laughs> right? Clutch. That's smart. one in a guest. And then what it is is here's what I think. Here's why I think I'm being considerate. Okay, here's why I think I'm being considerate. Because yeah. like you go out. And it's something slightly off the pale, right? It's like, okay, because most people are like, okay, let's get together Thursday, go for drinks. Yeah, mm-hmm. easy, drunky guy. You could just plan that and hop into the bar. Sure. I got I to gotta figure this whole thing out. I got to strategize. I have to put some effort into it. So mm-hmm. at least it's a bit different. Yes. And then on top of that, it's like, okay, a lot of times they have some really cool stuff there. Except, uh, And then it's like, okay, so you're walking, the pressure's off. You can like see some stuff. You can talk. And then at the end of it, it's just like an easy out for both people or an easy way to segue. So it's like, okay, date's over. It's like 9 p.m. All right, cool. Like, I got to go to this other thing. Both people have like an easy out and True. like nobody. Or you can be like, hey, there's a bunch of places around. Like, let's grab a bite. Because True. now, and then it's like two dates. So then yeah. you're speeding up that life cycle real quickly is True. all I'm saying. And also, too, it's it looks really good on you because if you've been to the art gallery already four times that year, you know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. 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 You walk in like, well, see, the thing about Picasso during this period in his life yeah. was that he was... You have it no, all memorized. No, yeah. Yeah. Like, all, it all... It all actuality like i just got it because a friend recommended it and and was like just get a pass like it's a cool place to go and they're open late and then but it turned into a cool place to go on dates mm-hmm. so if anyone wants to go to the ago just holler because okay. i still have my membership <laughs> for two months all right are you like one of your only friends who's still single or, or is there a lot of you that are because um yeah i think i am Probably in the minority now. This it just uh-huh. sort of like happens over time. You just yeah. start like once one person gets engaged, yeah. everywhere it just like yeah. spirals from they there. Just you start losing good men behind. Like you just <laughs> it's like saving private riot. You just yeah. keep looking around and dudes are dropping everywhere. Yeah. Um yeah. I and I think I'm probably a bit more in the minority, which is okay. Like it's um it's an interesting time, yeah, because it's like you're right. It seems like I've been to a lot of like weddings and stuff, mm-hmm. but like I have a really big family. So like when I was younger, I was just constantly going to weddings, and then there was like a lull because mm-hmm. like all my friends 
are sort of now getting married now. Yeah. So now, like, I get to go to weddings, but they're, like, more fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not, like, at a buffet table yeah. in Mississauga, like, waiting in line <laughs> for an hour while so whilst the older, like, Pakistani auntie lady is like, hey, I have three kids. Can I cut in front of you? Like, no, I'm a kid. <laughs> I'm 11. Like, get, like, lady, hit the back of the line, man. <laughs> So it's fun to go to their events, but it's expensive. I'm yeah. just going to say this right now. Like, I remember I was watching that like Baroness Vaughn sketch show where they had this like one sketch where she like held an event where she just like cashed in all the things like baby showers and weddings. And I'm like, I want one of those. Yeah. Like I've been to so many bachelor parties and like had to get custom suits for like a groomsman party. Like guys, what are we doing? Yeah. Why are we doing this? Can we just show up and yeah. like... It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot of money, yeah. If you're, it's, like, actually in a wedding party, it's a cost. Oh, man. a lot. Man, and I know there's, like, this, like, this, like, unfounded bias that, like, oh, like, girls are a lot of drama during weddings, and guys are just, like, no. Nah. Have you ever been <laughs> at a groomsman party? It's nonsense. You got to find out, like, how to keep the one awkward brother-in-law away from, like, the other friend who doesn't like him that much. Oh, my and you got to hold conversations with their... And then you got to, like... I found out like a lot of, uh, all right, here's the thing. I feel like there's a lot of first gen kids in the city who are going to relate to this, but like there's a lot of people from certain cultures where like they almost have like a secondary story of how they met that they tell their parents. So like they've been dating for like seven years, but then like when they're actually like having, like this is a real thing that happens in in, like a lot of people like, South Asian culture, Asian culture, like okay, it's like oh yeah, like we got introduced through our salon, and I'm like uh what? So it's like people will just like make up stories. So now you got to keep up this elaborate charade that like you introduced these two like six months ago, and like meanwhile they've been dating for like eight years. Oh my it's a gosh, thing. it's really? a thing. It's culturally, it's like a thing for like a lot of first gen kids who are from like traditionally more conservative like families and stuff like that wow. like a lot of people were da- like i have friends right now who've been like dating like committed relationships like living together yeah for like five years six years but like haven't told their families yet really because really they're just like yeah we're gonna tell them when i'm like ready to propose or like after I've proposed, be like, hey, I've proposed and yeah. this is a girl I want to marry. Like, what do you think? And so it's like, so that's another part of weddings that you guys don't, that I got to deal with, you yeah. know? Um, that's interesting. Yeah. It's a different, it's a different lens into people in yeah. the, your same cohort, you know? Yeah. And are like guys still doing the same type of bachelor parties? Like what's the typical bachelor party? <sighs> this is a typical this- bachelor party. Let me tell you how this goes. Cause I've been okay. to a lot. Okay. First okay. of all, <laughs> a WhatsApp thread or an email thread opens up and there's like 15 guys on it. All right. So it's like James and like, he's got pockets of friends. So mm-hmm. he has like a bunch of high school friends. One guy who everyone just kept around out of pity and you know, you know it's going to be the X factor on this bachelor party. Like, you know, someone gets arrested. You accidentally, like, like, for example, on a bachelor party I went to, that guy on the first night booked us to go to a strip club steakhouse. What? Why? That's a thing? It's a thing in Vegas. That's oh, a thing. okay, in Vegas. Yeah, um, which is like... But, like, why? Why not do one Because and he the just, other. like, wants to be... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, first of all, because you're going there, you can't... First of all, I'm not. You're not going to get a good steak yeah. at a strip club. You don't go to strip clubs for food. No, so definitely not. It's like, and then you're like sitting there. Oh my god! So and I'll awkward. never forget it. It was like this. 
she shouldn't have been tripping. I'm just saying, like, I feel like she should have been retired by this point. Like, I don't know where her kids were. Somebody should have been helping her out, but <laughs> she should not have, like, poor Eastern European lady. And she's, like, sitting down at our table because they, like, basically pay to, like, come hang out and then, like, get your table to, like, get lap dance. It's like, have you ever tried to get a lap dance while eating a steak? <laughs> <laughs> it's not a thing. Like, what? And so I, and first of all, I was like, I don't want this steak because I don't trust it. <laughs> but then my other option was fish, which after I ordered it, I'm like, wait a minute, that's not going to be better. No. So I'm sitting here trying to order, like eat my terrible, and it's like overpriced, like 200 bucks, some nonsense like that. Yeah. And this lady's like, so like you want to buy dance for a friend? And I'm like, no, no, like I'm good. Like we bought some. She's like, what about dance for you? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, you know, maybe a little bit later. Yeah. And then she just, she just didn't want to leave empty hands so she's like can I have a bite of your fish and I'm no. like no <laughs> oh my god and I was just like really? wow yeah so that, that that's and I was, weird yeah and I was like uh okay and then I didn't finish my fish either yeah. obviously like no one can fault me for that so anyways that's what oh the one weirdo god. on the, the cl- if you give him power yeah. you give him the opportunity to have an unplanned portion of a night that's what's going to happen. Okay. But most bachelor parties now, because everyone's tired and being an adult costs so much money, mm-hmm. you'll have like a thread and people be like, yo, it's my bachelor party. And you're trying to rope together like 15 people. And it's like, we're going to go to New Orleans. Yeah. And then slowly you just see the overall level of interest like diminish and co- like, oh, like, well, I can't do the 15th because I have this thing. And then that'll happen for like... A couple weeks, and eventually yeah. the guy will be like, "Okay, Labor Day weekend, we're going to Montreal," and then everyone will be <laughs> fine. Everyone will be fine. Montreal, Classic. God bless Montreal. Just like has made so facilitated so many bachelor parties. There's just mm-hmm. like I feel like 25 percent of the Quebec economy is bachelor and bachelorette parties in Montreal in the summer. Yeah, it's just like Sounds okay, right. this is what we're gonna do. Everyone's gonna spend <laughs> like 300 bucks. You're gonna stay at a place called Like a Hotel. It was literally, I literally once stayed <laughs> at a place for a bachelor party that was called Like a Hotel, which like I think is hotel. brilliant. It's brilliant because, like, if you complain about something, like they can charge hotel prices because they can mm. pretend to be a hotel. But if you're like, hey, um, my bed is in the ceiling, they can be like, well, we're like a hotel. <laughs> 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 So what does it mean to be like a hotel? So what are they just like condos or what? So it's like right on St. Catherine, like in the middle of everything. Uh I don't even know if it's still in business, to be honest. I don't even know how these guys (laughs) found it. But it's basically like, yeah, it's, it really is like there's no other way to describe it. It's like like a hotel. It's like those maybe like those extended stay apartments that people come to. Okay, yeah. So there's like a check-in area, but it's not always open. And then right. like you go into the room and then there's like one bed and then you have to like put a ladder to climb up to the oh. other bed. So I don't know how or why it's like we an amusement up, park. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I don't know how we ended up staying there, but it turned out to be pretty fun. So that's where most I would say like fifty percent of bachelor parties just end up in Montreal. You know? Yeah, it's fun. It's a good time. It's a good time. So. <laughs> so what else do you like to do for fun? I box and I don't like box like competitively. I just I take boxing lessons. So like that's been. But it just sounds kind of impressive to say I box because no one yeah. can know the level of your boxing. True. They don't know if you're like, oh, are you like an I'm amateur like, boxer? Okay. Like maybe I took three classes yeah. at BoxFit. No, <laughs> um, that's a fun. Yeah, like I, I actually find my most fun creative outlets. Like I'm just, I like to express myself artistically. So like I definitely do, I do stand up, and that's like sort of where my 
focusing most of my time and energy mm-hmm. is going these days. But like prior to that, like I've made a feature film, like I mm-hmm. have made hip hop music. So like I just find like my biggest creative outlet for fun is just like working with other people on creative stuff. Yeah. What's the film? <clears throat> Film's called On Again, Off Again. Mm-hmm. It's not a comedy. Well, there's some funny parts in it, but it's a okay. drama. Um, it sort of came out of a period of time in my life where I was like working at a big law firm and mm-hmm. I was just like, I'm always doing creative stuff on the side. And like, I think actually thinking, especially in like the modern economy, like it's really important for mm-hmm. artists to find like sometimes, especially as they're growing and like finding their voice, like ways to, um, pay for life because like you can't really pay rent in Toronto with like a plate of hot wings someone gave you for doing a show. (laughs) (laughs) um, So yeah, like I was working at a firm and I still do freelance work, but I was just at this point where I was like, I want to do something big in creative and something that like, I just always had wanted to make a film and like act in it co-write it like work on it with people and so i think it was just like okay like i could either pay a bunch of money to go for law school or i could take like the little bit of money i saved up and just make something and learn through that process Cool. where can we watch this people can see it um it's called on again off again Uh and people can see it we have it on vimeo pro which is where it was on Amazon for about two or three years. Okay. Uh, and we had like, I think almost like by the time it was all said and done, like 5 million minutes of viewing and like 200,000, 400,000 viewers, something like that. Cool. Um, but that program that they have for independent filmmakers is no longer like up and running. So now mm-hmm. we have it on Vimeo Pro. People can go there. They can watch it. And like legitimately, it's, been pirated a lot in india surprisingly like mm. I, don't, I guess it's like a so i guess that's a form of flattery so yeah. if you don't <laughs> want to pay for it just go watch it just google on again off again full okay. dip. you'll find it awesome. and then all the dudes in india will go and post the comments on like the one scene where there's like a little bit of nudity so you'll just go on like all the ripped <laughs> versions and you'll go underneath and just say like 2210 <laughs> it's just like <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, I think um, that's honestly my biggest thing. Like, my favorite, like, real talk, my favorite thing to do is, like, get up early on a Saturday and just, like, not check my phone, not do anything, and just write. Like, just work on something creative still to this day. I think that's been my routine for, like, 10 years. Nice. It's, like, still been going, so. That's good. And I like to dance, but good parties. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I like to dance a lot, like, good parties where the dj like knows that being a dj actually involves putting a mix together yeah you know and learning how to cut into songs from one another right the core foundation of that party being like early 90s early uh, 90s 2000 like hip-hop and r&b and then you like build in your eras around it okay and then i don't love house music type parties because i think you 100 percent need to be on mdma to like those parties <laughs> okay. and i'm not so right, yeah. yeah so that's like i'd say like a good out like a, it was a good other outlet it's just like a good fun old school dance yeah party. yeah right about. that's what i'm all about i love know? a good old-fashioned dance party yeah, too it's not around as much anymore no you gotta like search for them you can I just think, make them yourself yeah. like sometimes i just Get down right in my living room. Just in your apartment, just turn on the music, <laughs> yes. put some sweats on. Yeah. Look like, what is that? 
I'm gonna, I like can't believe I'm forgetting of that movie. Uh, the one where she was like working as like a steel worker, but also like trying to be a dancer. Oh, flash, flash dance. dance, flash dance. Yeah, it I'm was like so flash. Yeah, dance. I feel like you're, I feel like you have an <laughs> like a specific flash dance outfit that you just like pull out uh, on like a Thursday yeah. afternoon at home. <laughs> just like people are like, what's going on in that apartment? Like Tess is flash dancing again. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um, and you're a lawyer I, as well yeah. by day, which is super cool. Yeah. So like, how does that fit into your world with comedy? Yeah. I would say the primary benefit is I'm not homeless. Okay. Is like, right. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. No, no, I, uh, I, I would say like my life is sort of like an organized chaos. Like there's always like a bit of a strategy, but I think just that recognition, especially in like the modern, I was reading Hoppin' All Over the Place, but like I was reading Kevin Hart's uh, autobiography, which uh-huh. was actually like a really good book. I was audiobook listening to it, which is hilarious because it's silent, hanging out with Kevin Hart for like 20 hours. <laughs> but he had this really funny thing where he's like, oh, I wanted to go into like stand up full time. So I decided like, okay, I just need to get to a point where I can make, replace my income at the sneaker store with just my rent, which is $400 right. a month plus groceries. And I was like, that would be cool if you could like live for $400 a month. Like nowadays as an yeah. artist, uh, I just don't think that's a reality. And so like, I, I had always kind of been like a good Brown kid, like went to school, like I went to law school. Um, I was always doing creative stuff, but mm-hmm. I, it was never, and I'm kind of grateful for it in certain ways, but like, it was always sort of this notion that like, okay, like if you want to be a creative and do all these things that take time to grow and take time to make a living in, and you're going to kind of have to find your own way to do it because my like Pakistani brown, they're not even happy now that I'm a lawyer. They're just like, yeah, but you could have just been a lawyer. What's all this other stuff? (laughs) It's like, you made a movie. It's a blue movie as we call it in (laughs) India because of 2210. So it's just like, so I just like, yeah, I, I think it's always kind of been like, I've always sort of, been doing what you're quote unquote supposed to do and just always finding creative outlets for myself. Um, And I think, I do think there's like some similarities though, like in terms of like being able to think clinically in that way. Like there's some comedians and they're amazing and they're so good at the seeming just completely off the cuff and especially like really good hosts. Mm -hmm. They're so good at just sort of being there in the moment. But a lot of that comes from the fact that they just spend a lot of time like really refining what that joke is down to like its core essence and learning how to write and think and communicate in that way. So I'd say there's some overlap there. And then I found done a lot of other creative things that I still do. Like as an artist, that's sort of how I'm able to work on a lot of things. I just like having different places to tell different stories. Mm -hmm. But um, stand up is like, it's one of those ones where like if you put, the work in you can find ways to make it work in yeah. your schedule and i work for myself which is gives me like an upside um nice. so that was like a very conscious choice i made early in my career like it's going to take me time to set up my own practice and do all that stuff but once i have a bit more autonomy it's going to make it easier to pursue that other stuff like because yeah. whenever you go into like a job interview and stuff it's like when you're when people hear you're working on other creative stuff, it's always like, oh, that's just like a little side thing you do. It's like, no, that's also my job. Right, you know right. what I mean? And I think that's a big thing that I fought for because it's like, that's something that I think is really important is I, I think there was this report that came out and they were just, that like a lot of actors are getting shamed for like going back and taking like regular jobs at like 
grocery stores and like security. Really? So yeah. Well, they don't get what happens. I think all people are responding to it, but what happens? It becomes news. It's like, oh, this actor on Downton, Downton Abbey or Downton oh, Abbey or whatever okay. it is. Somebody who has already like had a yeah. Bit of people success. are like, oh, like. Why aren't like why would you be doing this other thing or why would you have another mm-hmm. job? And then, then people wrote this article in the Guardian. It's like, look, man, like ninety percent of artists are like still doing other things in order to pursue what they want to do. Yeah, because the industry's so unstable. Exactly, and it's like <laughs> what you get. Like you don't know what you're gonna get, where you're gonna get exactly. it. Exactly. So I actually think like I think it's a little bit of a power play. To be honest, I was talking to a friend of mine who she was in theater for a long time and she was actually considering going to law school. And she was like, I think in certain ways there's been this narrative where like you, if you're doing another job while you're a creative, like you almost get shamed for it. Mm -hmm. And I think it's to kind of keep people in that position where you don't have that autonomy to make your own decisions. So then you have to take whatever's offered to you. You have to take that $50 to do like a 20 hour shoot with like, no, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. and I think, whereas you're seeing a lot of artists now are doing a lot to kind of take their artistic and entrepreneurial career in their own hands. Like they're growing influencer brands and then they're aligning with products and they're finding like other ways so that, yeah, like they are able to say, Hey, like, I want to be an artist and I want to create meaningful work and I want to do it in a way that makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. And I don't just want to do it on your shitty terms, yeah. you know? Like, uh, so I think that's, um, as much as it's a bit of a juggling act at times yeah. and, you know, there's maybe a period where like, yeah, like stand up will get so busy that I, you know, and great knock yeah. on wood. That's great. But I think until then it gives me the opportunity to just work on, expressing myself creatively and like refining my craft and just getting better without feeling the pressure of like, Oh my God, I got to go take this corporate gig at like some bank just to like make rent, which there's nothing wrong with that. But I think it takes a little bit of the pressure off, which yeah, I like. I yeah. hear you. So where do you do stand up usually? Uh, where do I do stand up usually? I've done a bunch over the city. I'm, I'm probably a bit newer to the scene than some of your other guests, but so far I've done, uh, absolute comedy. Mm-hmm. I've done second city with, um, empire comedy. They do a whole bunch of good bookings in the city, Ian Atlas and John Mostyn, like they're booking people all over the city. So great stuff. Oh. Um, I've done the comedy bar. And uh, I did a bunch of random bars through this competition called the Comedy Brawl, which um, a lot of comedians in the city do. So I've had a bunch of places to do shows. I think Second uh, Absolute is my sort of like home where I love performing mm-hmm. it, um, just because it's sort of where I got my start. And, yeah, yeah, and um, it's just like a great venue. It's like the ultimate comedy club. It's just like perfectly laid out. You're really cool. connected with the audience, and yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And um, yeah, you have a lot of clips and stuff of your stuff yeah. on your Instagram. So what's your Instagram where my we can find you? Instagram. <laughs> yeah, that's where you can find all my cool stuff. It's uh, RCTV, A-R-S-Y-T-V. So Does anyone like spell your name like actual with the actual R-N-C, letter R-N-C? Yeah, RC. Uh, you know what? I used to do that for a little while, oh, but then yeah? it was a little confusing. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, RC is actually like a nickname. So my my full okay. name is Arsalan Shirazi, and right. um, which people still know me by. Mm-hmm. But uh, I found 
creatively like I'd like I'd like just like the name RCU is always yeah. how people used to refer to me and like even growing up as like a playful kind of way and uh, especially after like sort of not pivoting away but like moving from a period where I was doing a lot more like drama and stuff like that into like actual just comedy and like being very comfortable in my skin and making people laugh just felt like a cool way also it's a little easier to write on a cup and remember like RC yeah. so I was like yeah I like this name I'm gonna go with this <laughs> RCTV sounds cool so Wicked. yeah but uh, yeah so most people I think it's almost easier for people to spell when they don't try and spell the letters the letters throw them off yeah because then you're like RC and they're like what Royal Crown Cola like what yeah. <laughs> <laughs> RC Buggy like yeah that used, those used to be two of my yeah. nicknames RC RC yeah Alright, Wicked. Well, thanks, RC. And uh, it was really cool yeah, chatting with you. Good time talking to you, too. <laughs> thanks, Tessa. Let's go good time.